0: are we doing it go for it oh very nice very nice great to see everyone on high definition again as well i think we're going to need to keep searching for a better um software (laughs) i think i'm not not liking the new one that we're using so (laughs) it'd
1: be great if craig would would C- continue working, and we could do this. So.
0: Just be reliable. Yeah. come on. How's the sleeve on. on that fibred shirt? Oh, is that a ladies' it? tea? I don't know. Actually, it's a sample. <laughs> I've <read laughs> out of stuff, so I've, you can see for those that um, that don't have a screen. I've got a whole lot of samples behind me, and oh, you know what I should have done? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He's already hold changing.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: he's gone. He's turned the he's turned the camera off. We're sitting here in suspense.
2: What's he going to give us? We saw his sample. Eh? I you come and steal one from your sample. Eh?
1: Is this going to be in the podcast?
2: Yeah, it's recording. Uh, so uh, why don't
1: you tell us what you're wearing?
2: This is a 15th Division English football kit. 15th? <laughs> Um, fans of Manchester United will probably know what this is, the proper fans, but uh, Stretford Paddock Football Club, basically yes. a fan channel of Manchester United that created their own football team. Um, and yeah, they're currently first or second in their league at the moment. So. Sorry, which team is it? Stretford Paddock Football Club, 15th tier English football. Very nice.
1: So, how did you get hold of that and how much did you pay for it?
2: Uh, was 30 pounds, um, and I just bought it off their, well, I was advertised on their YouTube channel and then bought it off their team (laughs) website, so why not support the club? They provide good, uh, good content.
1: Mason, why don't you tell us what you've just gone and snuck into? The sleeves are even shorter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lack of sleeves on this one. I'm wearing a puffer vest. Just a puffer vest, which is actually another sample too tight for me to get over my pectorals. So I'm just going <sighs> to leave a what bit a of chest. chest open for you. Um, oh, God. Yes. I don't know how yes. to feel about that. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> and what much are rack. you. Oh, sorry. Uh, Firebirds one. Sorry, by the way. And uh, what, have, what have you got on, mate?
1: I'm wearing the Matilda's version of the Spew jersey from 2017, 2018, 2018 maybe, Nick? Yeah, I
2: think so.
1: It's got number 20 Sam Kerr on the back. Sammy Kerr. Another great West Australian product like myself. Um, And what a great jersey it is, if I must say so.
0: It is a a very nice jersey. I found it very very hard to get a
2: man's cut of it, find them on sale anywhere.
0: Yeah, well, I
1: don't think um, I don't think Rebel Sports stocked any of them, at least yeah. not not in the first run. I got it from a oh, I can't remember what it was, another football shop in Sydney, and uh, mm. after that they all sold out rapidly. So yeah.
2: it's a good um, sign then. I was looking for yeah, one, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, this jersey is the type of thing I point to when designers are, are let to get their way and to go a little out there and have some fun and. It flies off the, off the shelves. Another one was that, remember the Nigerian, was it the Nigerian World Cup mm-hmm. yeah. jersey, which was, you know, quite out there as well. And that went gangbusters. So let us do our thing and we'll, everyone will make money.
2: I think Nigeria yeah. is going to be Nike's little plaything thing of football now, They kit they released after that World Cup one was just as out there and interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think they've kind of set themselves as that status now, right? They're, they're the team that you can go, go a bit loose on and everyone's happy to do it, whereas some other teams have still got that stick to the tradition or stick to the simple and classic.
2: Classic look. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Classic look. Um, should we get into the formalities? Should we get this show on the road? Yep, it's no not- dilly-dallying. <laughs> no dilly-dallying, that's right.
2: Kid's got a new word. Not gusto this week.
0: Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is the guy whose favourite colour isn't technically a colour, Nick.
2: What's my favourite colour? Black. Is
0: it? <laughs> and the man whose milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard, Kit Lushev. Are you
2: going to get us done to copyright right now?
1: Thanks gentlemen.
0: <laughs> just so you know the um you'll need to send through your backup recording for me to get that audio because craig's um cut that out for us <laughs> craig cuts out music craig cuts out music okay. our super producer craig craig cuts
2: himself <laughs> out half the time yeah craig will be cut out <laughs> soon so he probably so. didn't even
0: get this whole thing Maybe we should start yeah, he's, paying he's,
1: him. He's, he's probably <laughs> gone already to be honest. Oh, I've checked the messages. He still
0: seems to um be there for the time being.
1: So for the listeners, Craig is our autobot who compiles our sound files and he's been dogging us for probably the last five weeks. So Yeah. Did it have one yeah, failure during all the test runs? runs? Yeah, it was perfect f- during the test runs.
0: Oh mate. It was it was all good in the honeymoon phase and then once we put a ring on it been sleeping around and leaving us late we've come crawling back this one time just to see how we go (laughs) bloody craig all right let's jump into the news eh? so adidas by stella mccartney and arsenal women's football team um so the first ever collaboration between adidas by stella mccartney and arsenal women's football club offers a fresh version for what a signature collection for club people and planet could be supporting a new generation of sport. It champions the team's ex- historic achievements and bright futures, the bold expressive kit and 10 piece collection, higher female football, highlighting our female football heroes, disrupting tradition and driving visibility to strong women, revolutionizing the game. Uh, this is from Stella McCartney.com. Um, and with all of our topics, we'll obviously be linking the show notes, linking the um, links into the show notes uh i heard in the in the precursor nick that you're a big fan of um all of this including the tracksuits it's
2: magnificent isn't it what a load of i can't even look at
0: this why is the tracksuit about eight sizes (laughs) some designer (laughs) um yeah uh, it reminds me nick of the um The Australian open Nike gear from, I'm going to say 2020, um, which was a lot of, um, not, not, they don't call it zoo, but primal, primal kind of artworks and stuff in there. Uh, yeah. So, but this has just taken it to a whole new level. I think even the branding around it all, I can't
2: look at this. The, um, even like the marketing shots, the, like the undershirts and the bike pants that they're wearing why are they not just matched to the navy why are they royal blue come on
0: i'm sure there's a reason <laughs> go go check it out at stella uh switching over now back to home soil in australia the nrl uh so this is via foxsports.com.au potential further expansion so australian rugby league commission chairman peter land has told sen uh, 1170 breakfast or 1170 or 1170 breakfast that the competition will look look at introducing an 18th side depending on the success of the dolphins in 2023 um but the dolphins addition takes the nrl to 17 teams which means there'll be a buy for one team uh Per round next season, he says, we don't have to pay tens of millions having that 17th team. In actual fact, we generate substantial new revenue from broadcast to have that 17th. Possibility of a Perth or even a New Zealand. uh, Lots of opportunities there. So I bring up all of this expansion stuff because it excites me when they start talking about new teams and what the branding is going to look like. So, when we're already talking about further expansion in the NRL, I'm already thinking, what is that going to look like from a, a team mascot, team logo, team colours, location, uh, Redcliffe, I don't know. Um, but, yes, that's why I bring it up.
2: We want you a Perth team. Yeah, what do you reckon a Perth team will oh. look like, Kit? Your home state?
0: Well, as
1: someone who's qualified to talk about this, uh, obviously there was the Western Reds in the mid-90s, which... Unfortunately, went by the wayside. Um, I think Mark they were a little... Geyer? Mark Geyer played for the Reds, is that right? Before moving yeah, Penrith? Yeah, yeah. Their he's marquee actually, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, the most famous one. But they were a little bit unlucky, to be honest. Um, and, you know, uh, in probably, I think, 2010 or something, they started putting Perth teams into like the lower grades in the New, New South Wales Rugby League system. Uh, they brought in the WA Reds and mm. uh, similar sort of color colorway. Very similar logo, but but it was updated. It's pretty cool if you guys want to look it up. Um, I think the I've next, seen it, yeah. Yeah, the next version of that was the West Coast Pirates, which is where they're at at the moment. Uh, I think last year was 25 years since the Western Reds were first founded. Last year or the year before, probably a couple of years now. And the West Coast Pirates actually wore... The old home strip of the uh, the Western Reds, which was uh, awesome. I've got one in my got one in my uh, cupboard over there. I'd like to wear it, but it's about eight sizes too small. No, they're in Super
0: League, were they? Um, Height wise, right, not um, girth. Say that again. Height wise, right, not girth. <coughs> Definitely girth.
1: I I would have to lather myself in butter and get a running start to even get inside it. <laughs> I'll hold it um, up, and you
0: can try and jump through it. <coughs> Uh, the Western
1: Reds were in the Super League, but I, th- I think they were brought in a year before that. I could be wrong. Yeah, okay. um, when when they were in the Super League, they had a they, they were their name changed to the Perth Reds, and they uh, got rid of the white, red and black jersey and went for the the templatey Super League one. So um, I don't know what the branding would be called, but I know that Perth would love a, a rugby league team. Mm.
0: Especially, I think. Um, Sorry I was minute, just going to
1: yeah. say, especially with the, you know, a couple of years ago, the Western Force were kicked out of the the, the super rugby, obviously back in now due to circumstances, but I would have thought that would have been perfect time to jump on an NRL team.
0: Yeah, it's it's clear that the uh, NRL for, I'm going to just call them Redcliffe, it's clear for the, the Redcliffe one um, expansion that they were looking just straight for, somewhere that they didn't have to support and they nearly want to leverage now any further expansion off that. Oh, yeah, we're just looking at it there now. That's neat. That's with the Pirates, yeah. So um, I was actually keen for the West Coast Pirates to come in as the 17th team. Um, For me, it makes sense to, you know, putting past all the branding, et cetera, um, having your time zone, having a Western time zone. So when they were doing double headers on a Friday night, you're getting two live games, or it doesn't even need Mm. to be on a Friday night. The the timelines just suit. Um, Additionally, I think, you know, it needs to become a national league. It it can't continue to be this East Coast scenario. And in my mind, um, Adelaide and Perth or West Coast or whatever needs to be the next two Mm. to come in regardless.
2: Yeah, I don't think... I've I've got a pretty cool... I don't think New Zealand can really sustain a second team quality standard-wise, uh, support ways they probably can, but the Warriors need to be successful before New Zealand can start thinking about another team, I think.
0: Do, do you just think on that, though, that it might actually booster the opportunity um, or entice more people to play for the Warriors if there is a second team because you're not travelling every... You know, when you've got that extra game locally, you're not having to travel as much. That's two more games that you don't have to travel away for.
2: Could possibly, but a lot of New Zealand's best players already play in Australia anyway. Um, You know, the Warriors are Mm. some middle-of-the-road Kiwis plus middle-of-the-road Aussies. So, I don't know. Mm.
0: Yeah. I don't think that New Zealand having another New Zealand team is is the no, answer. We talked about it for so long, yeah, haven't What they? What were you going to say, Kit? <clears throat> I was just going to say um
1: I got a pretty cool story about the Western Reds and that iconic jersey in particular. Um so when I was obviously at Classic Sports for a few years and they used to do the you know what they're famous for, the the heritage jerseys. Mm. And when I went there, I made it my mission that I was going to get a Western Reds heritage jersey over the line. And I tried my hardest, right? And we, um, you know, I did all the designs up and and talked to the big bosses and finally convinced them. Initially, they weren't, they didn't think it'd sell. Um, <clears throat> and what you have to do is obviously go through to all these old brands and get permission for the the logos to be on the jersey.
0: Hmm. So You're like, talking sponsors?
1: The sponsors, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, So we had, obviously, Cash Converters was on the front of the old Western Reds jersey and it had, uh, I think it had Tui's New or something on the sleeve. So we got Tui's New to give us the, the all clear and it was just about getting that Cash Converters logo and um, <clears throat> went through to Cash Converters. They said, yep, more than happy to be on there. Obviously, they get free advertising, blah, blah, blah. Their one caveat, and this will infuriate you, was that they needed their current logo to be on the jersey.
2: Yeah.
1: No. Now, obviously, everyone listening knows that makes no sense. It completely defeats the purpose of what we're doing. So, that donged it on the head. The second year of the Western Reds, they went to Sunday Times on the front, which is a newspaper in WI. Now, that's not quite as iconic, but it would have been a good compromise and I, we got permission for that, but unfortunately, um, I couldn't talk my bosses into to doing that version. So, it, it died, which is unfortunate. It would have been awesome. I think um, a lot of neutral supporters all over Australia probably would have bought one. Mm,
0: uh, that hurts.
1: Yes. <laughs> Didn't even get a sample done. <laughs> so there's no sample in the wardrobe. He it.
0: hasn't got the one in no, no. the The one thing I would say about Uh, if the Reds or, you know, if they went with that Reds branding is there's another team that's using black and white and red. There's a little bit of yellow in there too, um, in their team colours, which I think there's just so many more opportunities out there for other colour variations to include in the NRL.
2: Mason wants to see teal. But that's...
0: I want to (laughs) see some green. Give me some bottle green. Come on. (laughs) Tazito. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, shifting on now to uh, nationals. Wizards unveil collaborative cherry blossom uniforms. So this is uh, from Andrew Golden at the WashingtonPost.com. Washington Nationals and Washington Wizards will pay homage to the city's famous cherry blossoms with collaborative uniforms that celebrate the trees synonymous with springtime in D.C. The franchises announced Tuesday morning the Nationals will debut their caps and jerseys against the New York Mets on April 9 and 10 and sport the new look over the next three seasons. The Wizards will debut their uniforms during the 2022-2023 season. Um, The Nationals and Wizards wanted to collaborate even... um, uh, the Nationals and Wizards wanted to collaborate even though their seasons fall in different stages of the calendar year. There was an additional roadblock Roadblock special 75th anniversary uniform for the NBA teams that pushed the Wizards' look to next season. Um, they apparently went through four or five versions of combinations before settling on the final design. Have you guys had a look at this?
2: Yeah, I love the Nationals one, eh? That sort of... Gray color with the three D text on there. It's it's got obviously the shadowing behind it, but also you can sort of see some three D in the white. So that's awesome. The cap looks great with it. Um, what do you reckon, Kit?
1: I think they're both awesome, eh? Like like Nick said, that that gray with the uh, with the pink against it's great, and um, even the wizard's Kit is is nice. So yeah, awesome. Love it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of hate online, not hate, but distaste online for the Wizards, but a lot of love for the, um, for the Nationals. nationals. Uh, yeah, I personally also love both. I think, um, definitely that, what is it, that charcoal or that dark gray, um, mm-hmm. merging with that. Yeah. Those colors, it really pops. It's really nice. And we, we, we talked about last week theme rounds and, and moving forward, looking into the future, what theme rounds might be. Perhaps there's something down the line where we're seeing more of this, of uh, same city teams across different leagues or different sports, perhaps banding together and uh, coming up with a collaborative design or element for something. So interesting concept. These would be Could the same
2: seen. jersey manufacturers too, wouldn't they? Pretty
0: sure MLBs with Nike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, these are Nike. So
2: that would help a lot. Um, yeah, that baseball jersey, though,
0: the oversized text, so good. Definitely makes it easier having the same apparel supplier. Okay, this is from changeourgame.vic.gov.au. So flexible sports uniform policies keep girls in the game. Uh, Our major strategy to keep girls and women involved in community sport is to let them choose their uniforms. This was a major finding from the effect of sport uniform policy changes to the girls and women study conducted by a team of researchers led by Professor Claire Hanlon at the Institute of Health and Sport at Victoria University. The study expands from an initial project conducted in 2020 that identified which uniforms make girls and women feel comfortable and confident when playing sport Phase two, focused between swimming, netball and cricket, found flexible uniform policy regulations, improved girls and women's comfort, readiness and desire to play with 48% agreeing. These policies encouraged ongoing participation in sport. Um, That continues for a lot longer with a whole lot more stats. But um, I think that's something that we're going to see a lot more around grassroots is um, those more relaxed policies around uniforms. Definitely seeing a lot in netball at the moment. Um, One thing that I have found working in the netball is that the elite athletes, when we've spoken to them, are definitely all 100% still in for, um, as a majority, for dresses. A-line dresses, that's where they're most comfortable, but I can completely understand f- from someone who's not an elite athlete um, or not institutionalised in the professional um, pathway of the sport that, you know, wearing shorts or long sleeves um, can uh, increase the likeliness and, and want to participate in that sport.
2: Yeah, this has been something I've... Been doing so much this year, turning nipple
0: dresses into singlets and shorts and shirts and all that stuff. So Yeah, we we've got a we got a similar program um, at Valor as well. Uh, okay, jumping over now, so this is via Raidershop.com, Canberra Raiders Anzac jersey. This jersey is a reminder to us and the wider community of the sacrifices our serving and ex serving members of the Army, Air Force and Navy and their families have made for us. It serves as a proud reminder to the courageous Australian and New Zealand troops that work tirelessly to keep our borders safe. The coloured stripes on the sleeves of the 2022 Raiders Anzac jersey represents services of the Australian Defence Force: the red, the Australian Army; the dark blue, the Royal Navy; the Royal Australian Navy; and the light blue, the Royal Australian Air Force. The jersey will be worn by the Raiders in Anzac Round, um, which is Round Seven, I believe, on Saturday, the 24th of April. Thoughts on the jersey, guys?
1: Nothing too revolutionary from what we've seen with other Anzac jerseys, but um, not to say it's it's not good. And looking at the store, it appears to be sold out by one size. So I do like the gradiating uh, green to the sort of goldy color. Um, yeah, it's a nice
2: enough jersey. I like that it's not just a gradient either. It's got that sort of posterized texture in it.
0: Mm, that's what caught my eye as well. Yeah. Because that slow-tiered transition. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Almost looks like consider? an Illustrator auto trace. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> the sort
2: of inky navy graphite sleeves and silhouettes, I really like their color
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't surprise me either. Uh, I know Raiders fans are pretty passionate about their uniforms as well. And I think ISC may do a bit of... Um, crunching the numbers and possibly just drop the demand. Uh, sorry, drop the quantities a little bit so that the demand is high. Uh, I think we saw that with their heritage jersey last year as well. Shifting on now, uh, Nick, you might need to help me. What's this one here? Sorry, mate.
2: <laughs> um so Fiorentina, the sort of football team I bought up a few weeks ago with the Swastika jersey, they've updated their logo. Is that <laughs> what we're calling it? Is that what everyone calls it? <laughs> the the 90s jersey? Um, yeah. Yeah, but they've, they've just update, announced a logo update in the last week or so. Um, so there's an image there for you guys to, to have a look at. They've dropped the gold in it, um, dropped the sort of text in it, gone to a very... Stripped back uh, version of it. The V stands for Viola, which is their nickname as a club, um, and obviously they've kept the, the sort of red um, design feature there.
0: Yeah, that's, I hate that's got are... a particular name.
2: Yeah, I pr- much prefer the shape of the old one, um, and yep. it's just a bit too simplified, isn't
1: it? What's the feedback been online about it?
2: I haven't seen too much. Being an Italian logo, it's kind of all in Italian. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't you just tell by the no,
2: how many going. exclamation marks there are?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the the visual. Um, <laughs> nah, I, the visual I, language. <laughs> they've sort it's of said it, as a
2: club they they don't want to change the whole brand and identity of the club, but they're updating it for a digital age, which seems a bit silly when the logo they've got is already pretty easy to use digitally. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I'd put, put this under some, um, missing the mark boardroom. Yeah, for um, sure. When I, first saw, here.
2: when I first saw it, I thought it was some like fan concept. <laughs> that was a bit, bit amateur, you know? Mm. Um, it, like, do you think
1: in, in three years time there's going to be no logos that exist with, uh, Club names, everyone just yeah, (laughs) shapes remove any text, and we're just going to go basic shapes, complete minimalism.
0: I did read, you'll be reading hieroglyphics, you'll be going, it'll be like walking through the pyramids and just reading the little images there and deciphering it all.
2: I did read that.
1: You will been known to speak Braille after a few beers myself, so. Oh, is that <laughs> true?
2: Yeah. Run his hand down the table. Yeah. <laughs> I did read that uh, ACF isn't an official thing of the club, which I think is why they've dropped it. It's not an official, what do you call it, anagram or
0: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was literally about to say, if they wanted to improve it for digital purposes, all they needed to do from their original logo was drop the ACF. Yeah. And they would have been fine. You've still got, you've, you've, it, all of the elements are still there. You've still got the V, even yep. though it's, you know, less obvious a V. You've still got the, oh, there's a, there's a name for that. Is it either a flower or a, um, a leaf? I'm like not sure. It, <laughs> there's a name for it. Yeah. Um, that New Orleans use it yeah. for their, um, so yeah, I think this is a, Terrible misunderstanding of need and demand. Yeah. yeah. There's a YouTube link in there as well, which we'll include in our show notes, yeah, I suppose. Yeah,
2: video
0: marketing that, video. Yeah.
2: Might,
0: um, yeah. Oh, all right. Let's move on unless anyone else has anything to say <laughs> on it.
2: No. That's side side. Says <laughs> it's what says it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Uh, Nick, why don't you continue us on with the next Yeah,
2: the NFL has changed their helmet rules coming up for the next sort of season and beyond. Um, so it was there for a while that you could only use one helmet throughout the season. Um, so teams sort of weren't using their heritage uniforms as much because the helmets were different. Um, so this, um, this week, teams two teams have announced that they'll be bringing back their sort of old school jerseys from the nineties and, and the 70s uh philadelphia eagles bringing back the kelly green uniforms and the bucks with the cream to cool uniforms which are famous for being well they're well loved but they're also that sort of ironic they look bad but they're they're good sort of thing um Mm -hmm. yeah so they'll be bought back from 1996 and sort of from the 70s to the 90s was when the bucks wore their orange uniforms uh, and then Tampa wore them through sort of oh9 to 2012 as well when the league did allow uh, heritage uniforms. And you'll see this with a lot of clubs. Uh, the Patriots have talked about it with their Pat Patriot logos and their red uniforms uh, that Brady and the guys wore in 2010-11. So you'll see a lot of clubs do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Uh, and so, sorry, just reiterating there, the rules have changed – over this off-season, that they are allowed to switch out their helmets? Yeah, they've announced
2: the change. Um, they, the uniforms will be from 2023, so I assume that it changes yeah, next giving season. giving enough
0: time for the yeah. teams to prepare.
2: Um, so
0: the, yeah.
1: Sorry, Nick, so the, for us um, less informed, does that mean that previously they've only been allowed to wear one helmet design throughout the whole year?
2: One helmet per player. So that because of CTE rules, they had a rule that... Players have to wear the exact same helmet through the whole season, not just same design. So some teams were changing stickers occasionally for different jersey designs, but it just gets too hard when you've got, you know, completely different designs for different jerseys and different. So areas.
1: what? What's the CTE link there?
2: I don't. I, there obviously would be an explanation, but I'd never understood why one helmet was better than using two or three. They must audit them, right? They definitely do. You think if they've got the same helmet, three versions of the same helmet, what's wrong with that? But um, Mm.
0: yeah, they must. Maybe uh, my only thoughts is that they um, they audit them and and tag them at the start of the season, and then they get tagged every. Yeah, they get tagged throughout the year or after every game to ensure that you're wearing the helmet that we that we tested. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting be good to see.
2: Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see teams bringing back their old old uniforms. Cool.
0: Okay, well let's shift on now to our main episode topic, which is stories from the industry. So this week we thought we might um share a few stories or share a um a project that we've worked on in our time. Uh <laughs> at the, in the industry, uh, and, uh, hear about some of the highlights or lowlights of the glamour of being a sportswear designer. Um, now I think Kit, you started first off last week with our, um, predictions into theme <laughs> rounds. So yep. I might kick us off, uh, this time. And I'm going to uh, share with you guys a story about the Summer Slam. Now, this is not the <laughs> not, WWE <not> <laughs> Summer Slam. No, <laughs> this is uh, Softball Australia's T20-like version. Uh, I think they were calling it um, fully loaded softball, the Summer Slam. So um, this is uh, circa August 2020, Uh, so we're already in pandemic times. I was at my previous supplier, and Nick, you and I worked on this project together, actually. Um, Softball Australia had recently come via my desk, and the partnership was quite new. Uh, We picked up the Softball Australia contract and then also the SummerSlam contract, contract which had been around for maybe one or two years at that point it was just a female uh, version of the competition and they were introducing men uh, the following year so the summer slam eight teams as i said big bash style so bright colors um Using a secondary color, so I think you know, we had bright red and then you know, a little bit of maroon in that bright red as well, or a softer pale of um red, purples, greens, pinks, orange, yellow, etc. Um, and, the and blue, what yeah. they were wanting was
2: <laughs> yeah. oddly
0: enough, no, we had a purple and we had three t- three colors all in that warm red, orange, pink range, but mm-hmm. we had no tone of blue whatsoever, which was interesting. Uh, and so Softball Australia for their SummerSlam were after playing gear for the teams, training gear, team merchandise, and also uh, league merchandise. So Summer Slam branded merchandise. Uh, what we had to do is we had to color match all of that stuff. So that's across sublimation, uh, heat seals, uh, caps, some of their headwear as well. Um, and so what does that mean? So for those that maybe aren't inducted into, um, the nitty gritty of sportswear, it means what fabrics are we using and how are we going to get to those colors? So we've got a Pantone, which we get provided from the customer for the team or Pantones. And then, um, Nick, you and I spent hours doing trial runs and color matching on CMYK values to collaborate those Pantone colors to um, our printers and to our sublimation machines and uh, sublimation
2: yeah
1: and get, um, <clears throat> quite often you get different results between different printers yep. right
2: that's is, right is that different a, materials Yep,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: that's right so did did your printers have names uh, yes, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and they also had nicknames as well, which, um, being sta- a lot of star Wars fans in the office, the, the printers were named after droids from star Wars. Um, who's so yes, yeah, so, <laughs> who's, oh, uh, the printers, yeah. Nick, Nick, you're still there. So I suppose you can probably enlighten people more than uh, me. number, number five is no more. We've got
2: printer eight now. He, he's doing the job. Which Lest one? We forget number I five. BB eight isn't printer number eight, so that's weird. Uh, and C 3 <laughs> yes. isn't printer three. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> um,
0: I do remember there were two printers that were absolute yeah. pain in the ass. They were the they were the um, the kids that you constantly had to get the belt out for and give them a whatnot. Um, so Mason, I know
1: you... I'm jumping in on your story, but <clears throat> yes would you guys try to keep one team's gear running through the same printer yep. for that consistency
0: yeah yeah so y- yes essentially what would happen is the printer would have a record of what customers they look after or even more specifically what product they would look after so um you know you may get a, a t- you may get a club or team that um for instance, the SummerSlam where we're dealing with eight different teams under the one customer and we may know, okay, well, we can print whatever the purple team was, um, Bulls or you know, Panthers, Panthers, and then Lightning could go and print a four and whatever else. So, And certain printers swayed in different ways. So there were half, half of the room the printers um, would not operate so well in the blues and greens. I think that's right, Nick. And then there's the other half of the room where some of the printers don't always uh, get it right with yeah, oranges. Think, um, it's just the way the the collaboration of the printers would go.
2: Weird ones. All the others sort of match up and then two and seven are the ones I've always noticed were a bit different.
0: Yeah. So we're getting into a bit of detail there, but essentially what it means is you need to be um, pretty stringent on what printer you're using when you're doing your color matching. And and that might be a run of going, okay, well, we've got uh, CMYK with a value of 80 black in here, and then we go CMYK with a value of 70 black in there, and we do a test run of that to try and get the color right. And then once we're happy and satisfied that the color matches in certain daylights because the lighting in the area that you are can also affect the color that you see. Um, you could be looking on a Pantone book, which has got a slight gloss on the paper, and then you're looking at the fabric. Um, and so we are jumping ahead here a little bit, but you look at the fabric and go, okay, in in perfect daylight, it's great. Um, in overcast, it's not quite as great. And, you know, under a fluoro light, it's not great either.
1: Did, uh, did you guys have a color box? A light box at game? Are you familiar with a light box?
0: Familiar with a light box. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't something that, um, not that I, when I was there, it was not something that we had, no, yep. but also didn't find it. Um, I think we may have had one in for a while and I don't I don't know whether it was reliable or not because you, you're working to the eye, you're not working to perfection and then different fabrics... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't re- fully recall, sorry. Do you have a light box? Do you use a light box?
1: I don't have one. We had one at Classic and would use it for obviously colour matching, so.
0: Yeah. um, so, so, yeah, circling back now. So, colour matching, and we had to do that for essentially 16 colours across multiple fabrics. So, you've got your fabrics for your playing gear and then you've also got your fabrics for your singlets, um, you, you might have your fabrics that your um, your shorts, which might be a microfiber versus a more um, polyester cotton type feel versus any Lycra stuff that was there as well. So there's a lot of process that goes in just to get your colors consistent. Um, and then we also, uh, sorry, sorry. Once you've got your color right on your printer, you also need to ensure that you're using the same sublimation machine. And that the temperatures are the are, the, are right. So it's um, you're dealing with heat, you're dealing with pressure, you're dealing with time when it comes to sublimation, and then you're also dealing with the the printer environments as well. So once you tick all that off, um, then we moved on to the uh, branding gear. So making sure that our heat seals match the colors for sponsors. If we were heat sealing onto any other products, um, making sure that the visors, the, the thread counts and the, sorry, the thread colors on visors and caps were all matching across those colors as well. So, you know, we got, got through all of that process. Uh, and then the last point there was the, um, the merchandise. So at this point in time, I was wanting to explore, uh, more motif style branding, um, or applications and, and really textured, um, applications on gear. So whether that be a screen print, that's got a real grain to it, whether we're looking at some, you know, Diamante type stuff, um, just something that add a little bit of texture rather than a flat heat seal or a screen print. Uh, I sourced a new application, which I can't quite recall the name of, but I think it was something like powder coat or powder print or something like that. Um, and Nick, you and I, we came up with some pretty cool, uh, like, like paint streaks, gold flaked paint streak designs that was, uh, had summer slam in the negative space of it. Um, so I sourced out this powder print or whatever it was, and we got some samples made, um, and then we put it through the wash test. So we did a few wash, um, put it put it through the washing machine i think 10 or 15 times um and at the end of the day we weren't satisfied with the end result or the the result after the wash we we started to feel that it was flaking and peeling off um and so i think that this new this new powder print or powder coat technology whatever it was probably wasn't qu- quite up to the scratch or to standard yet as to where we were Um, all right. So uh, eventually we got to a point where we'd, we'd signed everything off. All the products had been signed off. We were getting ready. We were getting closer to the summer slam, which I think was supposed to be in February of 2021. Um, and we had to get photographs done. So, uh, working with the in-house team at softball Australia, um, Jack, who was there at the time in their comms team, um, He um, teed up with me that the Australian team was at the AIS and that um, we could get some photographs done with some of the Australian players while they're at the AIS. So we shipped a whole lot of stuff down to them. Um, The photographer, which I don't have the name, did a really great job in getting some really nice and different shots that we hadn't really explored before. Um, using a lot of textures with the the grills around the the fencing of the softball and the, you know the dugouts and that kind of stuff a bit of sliding with the, the dust and the um, uh, along the bases um, and we got all of the photos back and we had to crop them all for e-com do a bit of photoshopping just to clean up a few things that weren't quite right um And get them ready for our e-com store and then get them ready for publicity as well. Uh, As we were getting closer to the event, Softball Australia decided to postpone the 2021 Summer Slam because of COVID, obviously. I think we're going through a peak at that point in time and the idea of getting all of those players together just before uh the olympics is that right nick not quite sure actually whether they were back from the olympics then or gone but yeah, yeah okay beforehand so um yes yeah, so they decided to postpone didn't want crowds wasn't you know it wasn't going to happen without crowds so postponed through to 2021 um we decided not to launch the merch it was a bit silly to launch um, without the event. So we decided that the 40 odd hours worth of work that we put into it would, um, have to wait until 2021, um, or 2022 even, sorry. And, um, you know, since then I've obviously left the, the, the company that I, that, did that work for and 2022 rolled around i was keen to see all of the gear at least get out and going and um, lo and behold it's been postponed again so i did a bit of research just before jumping on here to see where we were at and it's nearly like it's been scrubbed a little bit from the from the universe whether the event is still going ahead or not but uh for yes as i said 35, 40-plus hours worth of work and research and development into uh, eight lines of products plus merchandise uh, is still sitting in a box somewhere, hopefully, maybe, for 2023.
2: And I haven't heard anything about it this year in terms of changing or adding to products, so it's not on my radar yet.
1: Last I'd heard, Vince McMahon had actually sued the... Sued the organisers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah when did you hear down. that? I <laughs> yeah, just jumped on Google and saw it before. Is that an actual fact? Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> suing know.
1: what for? Stealing the name SummerSlam.
2: Who said he owned it?
0: Nick, do you Can have a s- story? Send that Google link through, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we got to link that in now. Actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> all right, Nick, what do you got um, for us, mate?
2: Well, obviously, I'm a bit newer to the industry uh, than you guys. So, like you say, those big um, SummerSlam and Junior State Championship hockey ones I've been through, and it's all a similar process. You know, you have your 10, 8, 10 teams that you you run through but recently I've been doing this uh, Norfolk Island Commonwealth Games stuff and just reading through pages and pages of COM Games guidelines and uniform guidelines has been quite interesting. So obviously Norfolk Island sent through their designs they wanted, I mocked them up, put logos in where I could, um, and then then the COM Games brand guidelines come through and That goes against everything I've just done. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got to completely flip and reverse the design, rotate it a little bit, um, switch logos to opposite chests, um, bring manufacturer's logos onto the front rather than the back, um, and then the old Com Games logo itself on the sleeve. And it's just funny hearing the feedback from the customers and quite clearly they haven't read the brand guidelines because they're asking me to put logos where I had them originally that obviously I've moved them for a reason. Um, And I keep having to go back and saying no, you can't do this. Look at these guidelines, have a read through. Um, So there's lots of different, yeah, things I've I've read through and, and had to... Look out for that. So, is, matching colours, obviously, to the Com Games Pantones and, and the Norfolk Island flag Pantones. And, is it quite and specific
0: like with the design itself? So, putting aside the sponsor placement and size, you were talking before about flipping things, and is that all to do with the sponsors, or is it more to do with the rules and guidelines around the actual designs of the gear? It was
2: to do with logo visibility. Um, so you know, obviously left chest is your standard position for your country or your team logo. Um, originally they wanted it on the right and reading through the guidelines that, you know, had highly recommended that it was on the left. Um, the design went right through the left chest. So I spoke to them and said, can we flip it? Is that okay? It's one of those sort of Pacific Island style designs. So Mm -hmm. you sort of wonder, can you do that with that kind of design? Always ask the the question with those. Yeah. Um, so eventually, yeah, they've let me flip it so that the design comes from the right shoulder instead of the left. Um, manufacturer's logo, right chest, and I've had to obviously keep that clear of the design as well. So mm-hmm. that's where the sort of rotating came into it. Um, and yeah, that's gone across polos and jackets, track pants, out, you know, um, branded stuff. Backpacks, caps, and all that.
0: So. And do you have to submit them through to the Com Games or does the customer submit them through to the Com Games? The customer
2: submits through, so um, obviously we need approval from the customer and then they need approval from Com Games. Um, and that's why I've sort of been pushing back a little bit on Norfolk saying, you yeah, know, this is what their guidelines say. I don't think they're going to disqualify someone for a logo being on the wrong chest, but. I don't want to be coming back to it and getting you guys in trouble because of something I've um, I've sort of read and then not done in the guidelines. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, those guidelines are always fun. I'm keen to. I know you're super excited about it, Kit, but I'm keen to jump in on an episode once and break down <laughs> a uh, a league's guidelines. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners would love to hear them.
2: Give us a quick run through kit. What do you sort of have to go through? I know you've had issues with the the
1: NRL logo. I'm not getting
0: into it now. <laughs> he hasn't had his double shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from what I've in saying that, from what I've uh, been told, the NRL guidelines are actually a little bit more flexible than the you know the netball super netball guidelines. So,
0: oh, yes. they probably are. Working with it, actually, yeah. working with the uh, Super Netball guidelines, I can, <laughs> I can vouch for that.
1: <laughs> we had to do some stuff for the new Titans Netball team, and that's not in the Super Netball yet, is it?
0: No, that's but, just uh, the Queensland Sapphire Series, yeah.
1: But we got guidelines for that, and they actually specified logos on training gear, which not even the NRL does. Yeah, like the NRL, you can basically do what you want on the training gear. Yeah, Apart right, from, right. well, the only thing that the NRL really cares about, and you have to provide them with samples and and this and that to get things ticked off along the stages, but we can go through that in this episode. You want to do Mason, but the main thing the NRL are looking out for is that you're not putting a, a Bundy Rum logo on a juniors junior tee or or anything like that. They they couldn't give a they couldn't give a crap how big your, your sponsor logos are on your training gear. Mm. Hence why there's so much variability. Like you'll see you know, the, the Broncos will do something completely different to the Titans and whatnot on their training stuff because there's that flexibility. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and don't lie, I know you're keen to talk about it more, mate. I can see the excitement <laughs> on your face. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm keen to try it and stay awake while you guys talk about it, I mean, <laughs> guidelines, boring, far out. Nick, tedious, tedious it is, things.
2: It is tedious for sure, but... I would be you
0: the one to get someone <laughs> Nick, did you have anything else to add with your uh, Com games?
2: No, just just looking through it, it's all very interesting, seeing behind the scenes of the reasons why they've come up with what they've come up with and, and designs and I'll share that with, with you guys. So.
0: Yeah, when is like, Com oh, Games? That's around July, is that right? Oh, yeah. July, August. Yeah. Cool. No, I what can't wait to see us, it, mate. Yeah? Yeah, go ahead, Kit.
1: Well, this story should probably never see the light of day, but given we're all about the content, I'll share it for you two gentlemen and the other seven people who listen to our podcast every week. <laughs> no, nah, there's more than that, right?
0: Oh, there's more than that. More than that. <clears throat> Don't undercut us. <laughs> so obviously I'm wearing
1: the Matilda's Spew jersey today and it's tonight. It's, uh, it's no coincidence because that... It's kind of what my story's about, but the men's version. The infamous men's Socceroos spew jersey. Now, I don't know what year that was from. Um, I don't really care, to be honest. 1990 to 90, no, 1990 to 93, maybe. Somewhere along there, they wore the the spew jersey, and it was great. It was so ugly that it was great, right? And it has this fondness in the heart of, of Australian football fans um, just because of how bad it was. Now, like I've mentioned before, I was at Classic for three years or so. That was kind of how I got in, into the industry a little bit um, with the pro team stuff. But <clears throat> um, fond memories of being at Classic. But towards the end of my time there, there were some real strange happenings. Um, new owners came in and they had their fingers in a lot of different pies. And you'd be sitting there and randomly, something completely out of the box would come come across your desk and you'd have to drop everything to do that. Like there were times we were working on <clears throat> not just NRL stuff, but we might get a Wallabies replica jersey to create, which until then you'd never, ne- never, never walked, you know, worked on anything Wallabies related or, you know, it was just so bizarre. Like you might be working on, um, I don't know, uh, just, just random stuff. But basically sitting there working, working through some NRL stuff and I get a tap on the shoulder kit Need you to create a Socceroos jersey. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, oh, apparently there's some bloody football game and they needed it in there. I was like, are you talking about FIFA? Yeah, yeah, FIFA, that's it, that's it. FIFA on bloody PlayStation or whatever it is. I was like, wow, 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 wow. They're going to put the Socceroos Spew jersey in FIFA. I was a little bit excited. I was like, oh, this would be cool, you know, like I loved FIFA at the time. Be able to see something that you've worked on being there. I was like, well, when do you need that? But it's quite a complicated design. Probably take me, you know, a, a day or, or something of, you know, tracing and redrawing and whatnot. He goes, no, nah, no, no, can't have a day. They need it. Close the business today. This is like 2.30 or something like that. <laughs> I hadn't had my lunch break. It's like, all
0: right, sweet. A few jersey of all designs. None of those simple ones that have just got the circle around the number. Yeah, and like, where would you begin? Where
1: would you? Where would you begin in trying to create... Vector graphics of a spew jersey for FIFA of all things. So you want it to be accurate. Anyway, I was working with uh, obviously one of my friends at the time. He goes, "Oh, I've got an old replica at home. I can go get it if you like." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, go grab that." So he's gone and grabbed that and um, brought it back to the office, and I'm working on it. So, so I'm how, trying did, to you know get it when, as accurate.
0: When Sorry? you say you're working on it, how did you actually, did you scan it? Did you put it on a scanner and scan it or did you just do it by eye or did you take photos in segments? How did you actually start to put it together? So here's the thing. As all this is happening, it's creeping closer to
1: close the business and I've got my boss riding my ass and I've just I've tried all these methods. It's not really working for me. Um, I've just gone bugger it. I've cracked the shits a little bit and I've taken a high-quality photo. <laughs> and just put it into uh, into Illustrator's auto trace, <laughs> and um, and there was just spew jersey. I've gone in there and corrected a couple of the of the colours, but that's and given the the paintbrushy sort of organic vibe of the jersey anyway, it, t- it turned get out get pretty away well.
0: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so he's trace. but I've
1: gone, it? I've gone bugger this. Like uh, like I said, I cracked the shits on all this work, you know. They expect too much of me. I'm going to sneak my name in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone and grabbed a few of the elements and on the front of the jersey, centre front, I've grabbed a K and underneath I've grabbed a gold L and put a KL there. <clears throat> I've gone, no one will see it up close anyway in FIFA, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you know, you forget about it. You send it to whoever you need to send it to and... um no one no one knows the thing, blah, blah, blah. I assumed it went to the cu- cutting cutting room floor because I never saw it in FIFA. Until FIFA 19, it actually went in there, which Nick brought to my attention. But somewhere along the way, Classics got the contract to do the replica jerseys, like actually resell the replicas. This <laughs> would have been maybe 2018, 2019. And someone else has been working on it. And they go, oh, I'm bloody hating having to redraw this view jersey. How do I do it? And I've gone, you know what, I had to do that a couple of years ago. So I've sent them the file and I remember thinking, do I remove the KL from the front? <laughs> oh, that'd be the polite thing to do. I've gone, now bugger it. So Your sent egos it come in. Sure enough, if you type spew jersey into Google, if people want to play along at home, there's some of the old design, but many of them <laughs> will show a KL. <laughs> on the front and that's that's because I cracked the shits and I had, had to sneak my initials in so that that's my story um,
0: <laughs> None of ours yeah. live up to your story mate <laughs> I can and see it bright as near, day right now.
1: Yeah I think I said to you guys once you, once you see it you can't unsee it and then you also see what it was before Before I'd gone and tinkered with it so um, that might cause me to never get a job in the industry again um, so I've Better be on my best behavior at Dynasty, but uh, it's funny because and I don't know if you guys are the same, but the amount of jerseys with names that I've worked on in the last <laughs> six or seven years, and everyone always goes, "Ah, oh, mate, you, you sneak your name in there," and I just never, never would consider doing that. But I thought this was, you know, the exception where I could be a little bit cheeky and sneak my initials in there. So um, sorry to Classic and Football <laughs> Australia and everyone, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from now until the end of time, Kale <laughs> will seem to be in the replica jerseys and in FIFA.
0: And in FIFA. <laughs> and in FIFA. <laughs> uh, I've never been that ballsy. I suppose at the time you were just doing it for the FIFA game, so you're not really thinking that it's ever going to get printed but then to come back later. And it surprises me that uh, no one had on record that the Spew jersey had already been recreated, so they were literally going to pay a staff member again to go and redraw that jersey again rather than just looking in files somewhere to say well, the you know it would how these things done.
1: get when different staff members and different owners and different different people get get tasked different jobs um, yeah so yeah, i know that there was a replica created before we did it but we weren't given access to the files and i, I think i was a little bit pissed off over that yeah so i'm looking at three see-
0: different I'm looking at three different versions here, which ones, which I'm not, obviously I know which one's yours now. (laughs) You've you've branded it. Um, (laughs) yeah, I've never been that ballsy. I've definitely put my name in things where it's tone on tone. So you, you just cannot see it or you can barely see it, but it's in other busy artwork. Um, hell I've even put notes into artwork. That's, you know, zero fill, zero outline. So I know if I see that jersey, I go, "Ha!" You know, I've written, I've written a naughty word in there, or I've you know put something in there, but clearly it just doesn't get printed. Um, but never was ballsy to put a KL and to put it right in the sternum, <laughs> in the centre front of a <laughs> the, jersey. Uh,
1: the cool thing about the original jerseys is that they were, um, it was obviously printed the big long roll of fabric and say so each jersey has a different part of it. So, no two jerseys are the same.
0: Oh, the original?
1: The originals, yeah. yeah. Okay. Remember how we were talking about those tennis mm. shorts the other day?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which so, they made it, sorry. Well, yeah, they made a comeback again. Someone else made a comment about them. Um, yeah. That,
1: yeah, That's that's my story, guys. Hopefully, I'm still employable after this gets listened to.
0: Well what is it Sea Eagles have got 7 year contract with you mate so as long as you don't <laughs> as long as you don't jump ship and you don't do anything wrong at dynasty I think you'll be, you'll be right for it the next 7 years at least <laughs> Uh that's great that that's 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 I don't think you're going to top that if we come back and revisit stories from the industry again next time you're going to tell us that you've um put a, a just cock uh, and I balls in some-
1: a few- I've just jotted down a few more yarns that I've got, so I'll keep that for, uh, for future episodes, but <laughs> no. I agree with you. I'm not sure I can top that
0: one. No, that's that's really good. Oh, all right. Um, jumping on now to our jersey review.
1: Nick's jersey
0: review. Nick, what have you got for us, my friend?
2: Oh. So this is a, um, a jersey from the team that I brought up in our ill-fated never heard second week, Mm -hmm. um, the Phoenix Coyotes. Since I've shown you the logo, um, I'll show you the jersey as is. Bit of a change up from my usual 90s football, so Mm I wanted to give you guys something different. Uh, And here is the Phoenix Coyotes jersey um, that they are currently sort of running out in.
1: So talk us through what we're looking at from a design point of view.
2: Yeah, so uh, hockey jerseys, obviously, so that big sort of long-sleeve, oversized look, um, black base, green shoulders um, with red piping. They've got their sort of text logo on the shoulders, and then their big uh, sort of that Oh, I can't remember the word I used when I described it last time, but their big logo on the center front and then some sort of design elements from that around the sort of bottom half of the sleeves and the, the hem of the jersey.
0: Aztec, right? It's a real Aztec
2: looking yeah, does, the elements. Yeah, Aztec sort of look. Um, maroon, black, and sort of a bottle green. So there's purple elements in there. There's sort of a sandy tan color. Yeah. Um, it's a bit different for
0: hockey, I think, with their usual sort of block colours and big logos. Got that Aztec uh, white and maroon design going around the neckline as well, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. I thought that was a chain. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd buy this in a heartbeat. Oh, this is
1: um, this is so awesome. Kachina, it gives me that's Taz- what it was. Tasmania vibes a little bit with that um, bottle green and the maroon. But yeah, I'd ha- I actually kind of want to buy it now.
0: There's something yeah. ironic about it that I just like. It's got its own personality. the The motif, the the primary logo on the front. Yeah. It's just there's not much else like it. It's so nineties. Obviously, we've we've talked about it before. Yeah, I'm the same as you, Kit. I think. Um, yeah, if I had deeper pockets, I'd probably get myself <laughs> one. You bought for me for Christmas.
2: Little alone pockets. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: so this is their current, or is this is this is what they were wearing when? Uh,
2: yeah, they've sort of bought that logo back, so it's it's their current. Um, for of the last year or so. Um, it
0: it'd really it really pop on the ice too.
2: Yeah, the white background day. Eh? Um, yeah. No, I've definitely. Um, something a little bit different from your standard hockey jersey.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're getting to the end. So uh, we've got a few – I think we had two messages here, and I did have them up, but they've just flown past me now. So Rick SFC reached out to us again via Instagram commenting on our – Discussions around theme round and particularly the Anzac jerseys. So Rick FSC says nothing against the designs, but as an ex serving member, I hate the Anzac jerseys. Most of them are overdone with sponsors plastered all over them. Still keeping it minimalist with the Anzac stuff is
2: best. Which could uh, be you uh, more. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I think. I think you said last week Kit, that you know, sort of defense round jerseys will become a lot more pared back there. Eh?
1: Guys, in saying that, I tried dialing down the, the Cowboys jersey last year, trying to keep it sort of quite simple and classy. And <clears throat> all the feedback that I got was, oh, you've got to give us a reason to buy it. I, I, I've served and I'd like to see it more over the top. So, as you guys know, being the designer, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. You, you
2: get those comments. Oh, did the designer put any effort into this? That just. Exactly. A camo line
0: on it or something? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and no no disrespected order Rick FSC um, but I th- yeah I also think I actually agree with him personally myself I think what is the purpose of having Anzac round What is you know forget the jerseys for a minute What's the purpose of Anzac round And there's a whole further debate on profiteering off Anzac. Um, I know Woolies got in trouble a few years ago for um, using marketing for their Anzac biscuits in a way that wasn't um, within the spirit of Anzac or however the however it's deemed. And I nearly think have we've gone too far with Anzac rounds um, with the jerseys kit.
1: The uh, the best example
0: of it being done,
1: and I don't think it will be topped, I don't think it could be topped, but 2015 the Penrith Panthers did an Anzac Day jersey and they got every one of their sponsors on board to drop the logos from them. So if you guys could type that into Google, um, nice, simple, classy design and stripped back of any sponsor logo. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the proper way to do it. That's um, incredibly,
0: incredibly classy. I remember when this comes out and I actually had a bit of a wow moment as well. The colors that we used, the, black and the orange. obviously the, yeah, the black and the orange. And uh, I f- think there's very similar artwork um, down the Brisbane central station um, train line, which goes uh, through or under Anzac square. Just, it reminded me a lot of that, but yes, I think if you're going to do, an Anzac round, you're 100% right, Kit. For me and for a lot of people, I think this is definitely the way to go. Uh, but I'm also not a, an ex-serving member and I think everyone's different in that that space as well. I, You know, you hear, as you said, ex-serving members who want it to go all full out and they don't really want to think about the day. They just want to be able to go to the footy and have a few beverages and not... Think about it too deeply, and then you've got other people who are very passionate at, around um, what the day means and how it should be served and respected.
1: I also just noticed, and it makes complete sense, but I'd never thought of it. But ASICS didn't even put their logo on the uh, on the jersey, so
0: mm. yeah, no, no, none at to, all. To them. No, yeah,
1: that's awesome. Obviously, something we had a a, a <laughs> bit of a back and forth about today, Mason. Yes. maybe we can talk about in a future episode is um supply or manufacturer branding on grassroots teams
0: yes let's plus. have that vigorous conversation another time i think <laughs> we're already we've already hit the clock um and uh, the other one was yes just those infamous shorts that we talked about the other week so this one actually came via my wife hello to her, if she ever actually does choose to listen, even though she says she does, I know she doesn't, um, just letting me know that Dominic Thiem um, has been out for the last, uh, I think, 12 to 18 months, so he was in his comeback game over the um, last two days, and uh, Rublev, another tennis player, said Dominic Thiem did not wait, oh, there we go, nine months to make his comeback in these shorts at <laughs> out of that, so we're not the only people noticing those shorts. <laughs> Very uh, and, brilliant. uh, so on that note, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can via our Gmail field of design podcast at com, or you can send us a message via our Instagram at field of design podcast. I think that just about wraps it up guys. Uh, any late news? I think I just saw something actually on my feed. No legal um,
2: tonight. Yeah, the uh, reporter. <laughs> there is,
1: and apparently it's a horrible game. I think the Titans and the Tigers are playing, and last time I checked, they were they were uh, two all at half time. It looks oh, like exciting. the Tigers are up two to four, so it sounds like an absolute. Aren't yeah, the, uh, isn't
0: AFL on um, <laughs> Bulldogs versus Swans? Swans. Oh, and Correct. should we not just quickly talk about those scenes? Buddy's 1000th goal last uh, weekend, last Saturday night. how
2: good is that seeing everyone that's
0: crazy running onto the field yeah it was it was amazing i was actually um meeting to do editing of last week's episode and i was jumping between um doing that and watching and it was getting closer to him reaching that goal i just i just got to keep watching now and not i was actually um
2: i was actually playing my afl game at the time and (laughs) guys were running in at half time to see <laughs> Had
1: he done it yet? <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Very nice. All right, there'll probably be a similar crowd invasion when you finally kick a goal. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll make probably a mark take as long as Buddy took to kick a thousand.
2: All six people at the ground. Come <laughs>
1: Runs
0: onto the field. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've just seen here our friends at NRL underscore Jerseys on Instagram has shared a 2022 Dragons commemorative jersey. <laughs> It looks like they're ANZAC and they've just gone with uh, the poppies in the shape of a V. Not too
1: dissimilar to what they've always, always done.
0: Yeah. yeah. It looks like also our friends at Aussie Jersey watch Central Coast Mariners pink round jerseys. So um, there's a bit of activity going on since we've started recording. Um, Okay, guys, I think that's it. It's great to see your faces. Great to hear your voices. Craig uh, for sticking
2: out for most
0: of it. Ho- hopefully, Craig is stuck around. <laughs> hopefully, our backup recordings, and we can fit something all together in there. Uh, yeah, we've look- got our uh, got our first admin meeting on Sunday. So, if you hear
1: us again the following week, that means that we haven't killed each other. We've survived. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hopefully, some uh, minor adjustments and changes coming. Okay. Until next week. Adios. What What are we talking next week? Do we know? We don't know. Not yet. We'll talk about it Sunday. We'll talk about it Sunday. Great to see you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks, boys. Catch you later, fellas. See ya.